0: You're listening
1: to Radio Influence.
2: Good
3: afternoon, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight podcast
4: with... Micah Opelka and... Beans! <laughs> I... I always wait for you to be surprised when I do it normally.
3: No, I like I liked it. You're like, Michael Balga for the win.
4: Yeah, I did. I, I almost went pukey morning uh, radio, wacky morning zoo guy, because that's where I grew up. You
3: know? we, 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 people don't want that. What's <laughs> that? They don't want it.
4: I know they don't. <laughs> we just, we just want to talk and share our thoughts and, and maybe have a little fun in between.
3: We always have fun, Mike.
4: It is a good thing. And in the words, again... Of the great, late Dudley Moore. Fun is the best thing to have.
3: It is. I like Dudley Moore. He was cute.
4: You, uh, not uh,
3: attractively I, cute, but cute in personality.
4: Well, elfin-like. Yes. And, you know, mischievous, and he had all that that uh, whimsy about him.
3: He was elfin-like. That's a good way to describe him.
4: I don't know if he would have liked that. Probably not. No, no. So, um... Weekend ended, a new week started, a whole lot going on. Yeah. And I, I, I can't go forward without asking what's the promise success.
3: It was a rousing success, yes. And I documented every last minute of it, and I'm going to make like a little behind-the-scenes reel for the girls um, whenever I get around to it. And they were like, why do you have to vlog everything? And I'm like, because you're going to see why I'm vlogging everything, and you're going to be happy about it. Do you understand?
4: Yeah, I just had to hear you explain the momming part of your life because it's so different from everything else.
3: You know, I'm usually not that person that takes video of everything. I'm usually the one who's like, oh, can you send me that video? Because I wasn't taking any. But this I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to do because it was a very long day. (laughs) 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 It was a very long day. But it it went really well. We got some beautiful pictures and they had a ton of fun. And that's that's all that matters.
4: That's that is all that matters. And congratulations. That's excellent.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Now,
4: do do we wade into the mess that is in front of us?
3: There is quite a mess, isn't there?
4: There is. And uh, can I lead us first to something that the outrage is really ticking me off? Yeah. The, the uh, social media world is all upset, and some people will say, well, they, they should be upset about that, about what's going on in Shanghai. And I see that they're outraged about Shanghai with the lockdowns and all that, but they're not really upset about the lockdowns and the people who are screaming and suffering as they're kept inside their homes and some of them even sleeping in their offices having to wake up in the morning and brush their teeth in the office bathroom next to the boss, for God's sakes. But they're really finally getting mad because the government in Shanghai is going around with giant nets and capturing cats and dogs and sending them off to be killed. Oh, shush. That's not true. Oh, oh, it is definitely true. Of
2: course,
3: that's horrible. It's but-
4: awful. It's awful. And they're showing in some cases the cats are being killed on the street oh, God. just because they don't want to have the hassle of of taking a live animal, but they're doing this. And there is documentation uh, for the animals that are in the possession of people who've been diagnosed with COVID. That's terrible. You get COVID, they're taking your pets and they're killing them. They're euthanizing them or in some cases, even euthanizing them with zero compassion. And I understand as a pet owner, as a pet lover, I understand the horror and the anger But where are you on the Uyghurs? Where are you on the actual oppression of human beings?
3: You know, it's crazy. I've seen this happen before where people will become absolutely outraged over the the poor treatment of an animal all while human beings are being human beings are being treated like what you're saying here. And nobody seems to
4: really care. Right. They're they're finally starting to care when we are getting these ghastly and ghostly videos from the darkened skies of Shanghai with just the lights flickering in the high-rises and the plaintive cries of the people who've been locked down now for several days. And they'll they're told they will get food when the government decides to deliver them food because they have to do zero COVID in order to end the lockdowns. So they had infections over the weekend. So they're not going to they're not going to let that. How
3: how is that happening, Mike?
4: Well, it happens when you allow an oppressive communist regime to control your life. It happens when you allow social credit scoring. No,
3: no, 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 no. I don't mean how is it happening that they're taking over the city and doing that? I mean, how is the virus spreading if nobody's allowed out?
4: Um, Because virus is going to do what a virus is going to do. They didn't lock down the virus. They just locked down the people. Oh,
3: okay. All right.
4: You know, the virus is out there going, hee, I can get
3: up. Soon they're gonna be like, stop eating every time you open your mouth. That's when this is happening. Just Probably.
4: Just- yeah. Probably. I have a
3: whole bunch of COVID-related stuff today too.
4: Oh, that's good. That's good. But the, the Shanghai Cats, which was not the name of my college cover band, uh for the stray cats music, but the Shanghai Cats is trending on Twitter, dogs and cats. And I, I'm making light of it only because we overlook the human horror uh, and get outraged over, over the death of cats and dogs.
3: Did you see, um, you know what? I'm not going to say that because it'll take us off topic. Do you want to hear Dr. Pina McCullough? I, I sent you the study to send to your Cleveland clinic friend.
4: Yeah. I, and I haven't sent it to Dr. Roizen yet. Cause I tried to scan it first. And I'm going. I'm going to need somebody to explain this to me.
3: It's it's basically genome, so it's DNA um, and some assays and stuff like that that you have to read. It's not it's not an easy one to consume. But Dr. McCullough is going to summarize it for us. And again, he's caveating this a bit. But this is now the second study to come out like this. So here we go. Here's Dr. Peter McCullough.
5: Marcus Alden and colleagues from Malmo, uh, Sweden, demonstrated that the Pfizer vaccine reverse transcribes through an enzyme called line one. That means DNA is made from the Pfizer RNA code and then is installed into the human genome or is at least found in chromatin about six hours after injection. Now this was using a human hepatoma cell line, so they had to get the right cell line. They had to get the right conditions. But the CDC has always said, don't worry, these vaccines don't alter human DNA. This is the first paper to show that at least the middle 444 base pair clearly is in human DNA. And many experts believe if the middle part of the code gets in it, then the full length of the code must reverse transcribe. If this is true, if this paper is true, this has massive implications. Now, it's going to have to be validated. It's going to have to be a lot lot of additional work. But if this is true, this means people who have taken the vaccine now actually have a permanent alteration in their genes, that they themselves have the code for this dangerous Wuhan spike protein that was altered in the lab in China, that they themselves, years later, could potentially produce the spike protein either on a chronic low level to cause disease or on an inducible level. And that means in the setting of a stress, produce a lot of it and then create spike protein disease in the body, which I'll tell you clearly the spike protein causes disease. But this is far and away the most worrisome paper that has been published since the release of the vaccines. And if it's true, we could be in real trouble because parent cells would pass it on to daughter cells. That means gametocytes, that is sperm and egg, will contain some of this and pass it down to the baby and we'll never be able to get this spike protein out of the human species. This is an extremely, extremely important development. A student in a lab in Sweden was the first one to show it, and we are anxiously awaiting lots of confirmation. Many groups now are working on confirmation.
3: I have a way. Okay. Some of us haven't gotten it.
4: Yeah. There's a whole bunch of people who haven't gotten it. 65... percent have gotten vaccinated. There's still 30 or 35 percent of the country that has not.
3: There's going to be. And, you know, this is funny in a way, because um, several months ago, I had a, f- a friend of mine, Chad, on the podcast. We were driving down to an event and we did the podcast from the car on the way. <laughs> <laughs> and he was saying there's a market for unvaccinated sperm where people are literally paying extra money for the sperm of unvaccinated men to
2: do artificial insemination.
3: Okay. Damn it. I know Damn. you're, you missed out on this one. You might've capitalized on radio last year, Mike, but you sure did miss this boat.
4: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Now, uh, a I love capitalism because <laughs> only in a capitalist society could somebody go, Hey, wait a minute. I'm not vaccinated. I could sell my swimmers. Yep. And, and it's happening, which is kind of interesting. Uh, not to get too far past Dr. McCulloch's. uh, Uh, statements there. Uh, There, there's a big if in there and that's the if true. Yeah. And uh, that we need to see. And I want to demand that we get all of this peer reviewed and all of the data checked several times, but I also would like to see, and you know, somebody's trying to block it.
3: Oh yeah. That's the thing. That's what I keep saying. That's why I keep saying that unfortunately, even though your friend reads all the studies the, there will be an editor somewhere on the payroll of someone who will not let this publish and will argue against it
4: and well, will. On the payroll of Fauci. Let's yeah.
2: Or, or here.
3: Pfizer or, you know, is just, um, unwilling to be canceled or is maniacally evil. I mean, one of the five. I don't know. But the problem is that any study that shows any negative effect is being completely blocked. From being published and then your friend says there are no studies out there that say that.
4: Well, we'll find out. I'll have a, a words with him tomorrow.
3: Yeah. And he'll he'll have something, you know, to say, well, look, you know, it's not ready yet. And, you know, this was only one experiment. And, you know, th- that's all fine and good. But I'm telling you that the problem that we face is that we're never if this if this moves through and actually some look what the Lancet did, Mike, ask your ask your friend. I would love to have him on. Oh, my God. The conversation I would have. Can we
4: get him on the show? Maybe I'll ask him. He's I would. Tough, he's tough on the schedule. Yeah, he's. I get him usually for thirty minutes, late Tuesday evenings.
3: I don't care when it is. I will change everything around just to make myself available for it. All right. We can pre-record because I have so many questions for him. Like, honest, I'm not going to argue. I just want. I have honest questions that I would love to ask him.
4: Yeah, um, that's and and he's all about honesty and directness. And as long as we don't gotcha him, I wouldn't have a problem at all.
3: I never gotcha people. That's just not the way I do things. So that's fine. Um, my, my whole thing is, you know, he, he, the Lancet published something that was completely and utterly false that, that helped the narrative that they were trying to push forward about COVID and then were forced to retract it months later. And it was like, this is the most, you know, well-revered medical journal in the entire world that published bunk science based on absolutely nothing. It got through the peer review process and all the checking, and then they had to—they re- they basically retracted it once it served its purpose. You see, mm-hmm. so we're going to have that issue. There's a whole bunch more because there was that big event out in um, California.
4: Wh- which event?
3: There was a defeat the mandates event in California.
4: Oh, oh with the truckers.
3: Um, They were there. Yeah. Um, Lara Logan was there, a whole bunch of people. But this gentleman, Ernest Ramirez, I don't know if you know the name. Have I don't you re-
4: know Ernie. I, I do not know him.
3: OK, I'm going to play this clip. He was one of the people that spoke at Ron Johnson's hearings who lost his 12 year old son mm-hmm. to myocarditis. Oh, sorry. 16. He was 16. And I mean, every time I watch him, I cry. But I want you to listen closely at the end of the clip. What he says that will probably make the hair stand on end. Here.
1: Of the Pfizer vaccine, April 19th, 2021. Five days later, while playing basketball, Junior suddenly tried to. He collapsed and died right in front of his best friend. The paramedics worked on my son, but they couldn't do anything about it. The day my world ended, Junior's autopsy showed that he had myocarditis. Junior was a healthy boy who loved playing baseball, video games with his friends, enjoyed the outdoors. He loved fishing. He was the best son a father could ask for. He was my best friend. When Junior was born, the world changed to the best for me. I took role of being his father with so much pride. He was the center of my life. We were not rich, but everything we had was enough to get us through. When the news came out, when the media and the government that there was safe for an effective vaccine, we were told that everyone needed it to get the vaccine for our health and to stop the spread. I decided to do the right thing and keep my son safe. This turned out to be the worst decision in my life. Suddenly, my son was dead, and I was planning his funeral. We love you. Seven months later, after FEMA contacted me and asked me to change the cause of death to my son Jacobid so that they could help me financially. I told him I would never do that. I would definitely never disrespect my son in that way. You can't not
4: be moved by that.
3: No, I cry, I cry every time I see him speak. He's in so much pain.
4: Well, as he should be.
3: Yeah. But they, they called him and asked him to change his son's cause of death to COVID. And they said, hey, if you do this, we'll be able to give you some money to help with all this.
4: What does it say his cause of death is now?
3: Myocarditis.
4: Okay. And there's no contributory or no no attachment to what caused it.
3: I'm not sure if it says vaccine-induced myocarditis or not.
4: It doesn't matter because it's not going A it's not going to bring his son back and B we have given uh blanket immunity to protection to the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. Yeah, it's
3: sad. They also though wasn't all sad at that event. Do you want to hear quickly what uh, Lara Logan had to say? I do. I do. You know, yeah. I did a, an interview with Joe
4: Pags on my,
3: uh, Thursday. Mm-hmm. You came up in that interview, Mike.
4: Oh, uh, in a good way? In a good way. Okay. Yeah. I have great trepidation. We were talking about you in a good way. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah, I love Pags. He and I go back a decade
3: now. I I know. But it's, you know, I had a connection to him through a friend I used to work with. It, on long island randomly it's his cousin very strange
4: ah, how funny is that very weird yeah <laughs> all roads go through long island yeah
3: seriously um we found that out uh, after i'd appeared on a show a couple times it wasn't like initially it was weird um because she saw a post on facebook that he had made and was like holy crap no way and when i was on long island i wasn't necessarily. People didn't know me as much as they know me now, I guess you'll say, because I was a Ron Paul girl doing the Liberty thing, you know. And so it was a little different. But um, anyway, here is he compared me, put me in the same box as Lara Logan, Cheryl Atkinson, John Solomon and Sarah Carter. And I was like, well, that's some damn good
2: company.
3: Yeah. 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 So here we go.
2: Every time I come to California, I can't find anyone that likes Kevin Newsom. with the right crowd or something. I don't know. But it's like, and yet he's still there. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? So, the vaccine ninja, we've done them a disservice in the media. Every journalist should be ashamed.
3: Not everyone.
2: We haven't done we haven't done the right by you. For a profession that's supposed to care about the underdog, care about the suffering of people. You know, if you don't have the Ukrainian flag painted on your nails right now, then you're a bad person, right? But our own, our own can die, and we can pretend they don't matter. Do you, do you know Amanda, the girl who put all this on? One of the big organizers. She's got a pick line. She just came from the hospital. She's vaccine injured and she's fighting this fight every single day. She doesn't get to go home and forget about it. Right. She's taking that pick line with her every she goes. And journalists want to pretend these people don't exist. And then they want me to read the article that someone wrote about me. Like, why do I care what these people write? Why do I care what they say? So if I were to ask you, something today. Stop paying the people who are slitting your throats. Stop. Stop using Facebook. Stop using Twitter. Stop using Instagram. Stop using YouTube. You're slitting your throats, silencing us, censoring us, pushing vaccines. What more do you need? Why every day do you bitch and moan About, oh, my goodness, did you see what they just did? And then you go back to your account and make some more money for them. Stop it.
4: Thank you, Lara. I agree. Pretty pretty (laughs) damn good. And, um, you know, all of this has its roots in the thinking of Malcolm X. How so? What Lara Logan was talking about. uh, May I share? Yeah, please. Malcolm X wrote decades ago, because, you know, obviously he's not with us. The media is the most powerful entity on earth. Uh They have the power to make the innocent guilty and to make the guilty innocent. And that's power because they control the minds of the masses. The press is so powerful in its image making role. It can make the criminal look like he's the victim and make the victim look like he's the criminal. This is the press, an irresponsible press. It will make the criminal look like he's the victim. Make the victim look like he's the criminal. If you aren't careful, the newspapers and you just insert all media will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing.
3: Amen. You know who's a big Malcolm X proponent, or at least um, talks about him often. And Frank, Frank knows all about Malcolm X. He, he's it's wow.
2: I mean. I was
4: channeling Frank today.
3: Yeah. Everything that you just said is, is it's so true. Like Joe asked me in the beginning of the segment, why, you know, have, has anyone ever tried to get me to stop or to shut up or to stop doing whatever I'm doing, like in any way or taint me or, you know, whatever. And I, I said, absolutely. Yeah. It comes in so many different forms. Like I said, people will basically write to you and say, hey, can I place this article on your platform for X amount of dollars? Right. Or here, if you'll just look over here, you can have this, this and this. And I told him, I, I've said no every single time, like even as innocuous as um, Dr. Z- uh, Zelenko had offered me like an affiliate um, option for his Z-Stack vitamins. Mm-hmm. And I told him, no, I, I can't take that because it wouldn't be fair or it wouldn't be Right for me to profit off of something that I'm reporting on.
4: Well, you. so you're not like Alex Jones. Let me have you take these vitamins. Well, so if
3: I wasn't reporting on, you know, it would all depend. Like I wouldn't necessarily, I'm so picky about it. And then I ended it. I said, and that's why I'm poor <laughs> because
4: it's true. Well, you're, you're poor in your bank account, but you're wealthy in integrity.
3: Nobody. There's so few people out there anymore that aren't, bought off in some way.
4: It's interesting you bring up the people offering articles for placement. I get a random email probably every other day saying, hey, uh, would you consider putting this uh, post on your uh, puropelka.com site? And I I always my first response is always ten thousand dollars prepaid. Well, and and they call They write back and go, you don't even have close to the numbers to get. that." Well, why of-
3: are you asking?
4: What do you mean? Why, why are asking? they asking that? I would say, well, why do you want to put it
3: here then if the value's not there? I don't want to in- interact with them.
4: Uh, I, I get it. I'm just saying. Run them away. Or or use the Oprah line. I don't know if you've ever heard Oprah's brilliant answer to people ask her to do something when they want to try and get her to be involved in something. She just says, that's not going to work for me.
3: Well, I mean, hey, there you go.
4: <laughs> but it works. That answer works. But yeah, uh, the Laura Logan thing, uh, absolutely rock solid. Or it's Lara Logan. I know. Sorry. It's okay.
3: They do the same thing to President Trump's uh, daughter-in-law.
4: Yeah. Lara Trump.
3: Yeah. They call her Laura Trump all the time. And I just want to strangle people. It's Lara very clearly. So I don't
4: even need a mispronunciation to at times want to grab people by the (laughs) collar, shake them around a little bit.
3: Do you want to uh, talk about what happened with Musk last night?
4: Yeah, and I do think I've got the right angle on this, and you probably have a similar thought, Elon Musk. After a weekend of trolling people on Twitter, just very funny when he said, you know, how would you feel if we took the W out of the title?" Page so, <laughs> it to Titter, and people are just—they're—they're they're freaking out. The left is freaking out. I love it. Elon Musk might have sway in in this arena, but he rejected the post on the board mm-hmm. and it had to be rejected by Saturday, which is when he did it. They had him on the website though. Yeah. Cause that's, they thought it was going to happen. But when it came down to asking for all of the requirements, the background check, et cetera, he said, no. And I don't think the background check had anything to do with it.
3: Nope. What do you I, think he's doing? He wants to buy more.
4: I think he wants, well, his limit would have been 14.9% of the company as a board member. And I Elon Musk is not a group guy. He's not a guy who sits around with, you know, it's not entourage at his house. He doesn't have four guys sitting around going, "Hey, we should do this." And they have a consensus, and they do it. It's Elon Musk. He goes, "Hey, we could go to we could go to the International Space Station if we built a good enough rocket, and then they do it, or we could we could dig tunnels under cities and avoid all the traffic, and he starts doing it.
3: Oh, which is terrible, by the way. He's done a terrible job, but go ahead.
4: Anyway, The Boring (laughs) Company is the name of that company, and I I happen to own one of his flamethrowers, too, but it's not a flamethrower, so don't don't call anybody and report me. But I think Elon Musk wants to buy up a controlling interest and have say without having to go to a board and convince them.
3: All he has to do is buy 51% of that company.
4: Yeah. Or the whole thing. But he could do it. And isn't it interesting, the Washington Post flipped out when Elon Musk uh, was, A, appointed to or nominated to the board before he rejected it, saying, we can't have these rich people controlling important media outlets. And I'm thinking, who owns the Washington Post? Would that be the world's second richest man, no, Jeff, Jeff Bezos? Jeff Bezos. <laughs> How... Funny is that the irony is just completely flying over their heads. <laughs> hmm.
3: Amazing. I have a clip of an analyst on Fox talking about what he thinks is going on with Musk and this whole thing. Okay.
6: I think he's going to be more effective at driving change off the board than on the board. I was personally happy when I saw Elon Musk announce his 9 plus percent stake in the company. I was a little disappointed when I saw them agree to give him one board seat because I know how the managerial class plays this game. He's going to be one of 12 on the board subject to constraints about what he can and can't say, what he can and can't do, how much more he can and cannot buy up to 14 percent per the standstill agreement. I think he's going to be much more effective now as the top shareholder by far, driving change as a voice from the outside and potentially unconstrained with respect to how much he can actually buy. So I think this is actually a positive development. And and the other thing I want to say, Ainsley, is over the last week, over the last few days, I've actually had an opportunity on unrelated matters to talk to some of the top venture capitalists in Silicon Valley. The topic of Elon Musk comes up. He has a lot of people quietly rooting for him to drive change here and shake things up. Mm -hmm. None of them will actually say it publicly, and that's exactly why he needs to be doing it. Is we have this culture of fear in the valley in corporate America and using shareholder power to be able to drive that change from the top, I think is actually one of the most promising ways to do it. So I'm really rooting for success here.
4: So we agree. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like that once you realize who Elon Musk is, you got he ain't going to be a part of any board. That's not going to end well. <laughs>
3: it, it's it's I'm just watching. I'm watching to see what goes on here. Just very. I mean, it doesn't seem to take very long, whatever it is.
4: Well, I hope not. I hope it doesn't take very long. The interesting part of this is the people who are complaining about Elon Musk. Well, oh, he's going to let Donald Trump back on Twitter. Oh, yeah. So the Ayatollah Khomeini and Vladimir Putin, they could be on Twitter. But you don't want Donald Trump because mean tweets.
3: It's ridiculous. And, you know, I think um, the writing is on the wall. We published a column the other day about the red wave and some of these little elections that have gone on. I mean, just at the very micro level of local politics where people never used to pay any attention. Kenosha, school boards, county councils. I mean, it's everywhere.
4: Well, Kenosha Kenosha makes me feel good because I love Kenosha and uh, spend a lot of great time in Kenosha. And the fact that you now have for the first time in a couple of those positions, a uh, conservative person occupying that and elected there tells me that the progressive embedded progressives in that part of Wisconsin may finally uh, be dying off.
3: I agree. Have you seen the clips of that guy who goes into the county council meetings all over Texas? They Um, did one where the guy actually embedded himself as a uh, a um, Beto O'Rourke canvasser.
4: Oh, this is classic. Do you have it? I do. I I, if the people ever seen this. This is the cat that goes into city council meetings and just absolutely trolls them. But what now he put on like a beta for Texas shirt. Yeah. But the end of this, he's actually in their campaign office, Mike. Okay, so he starts at a couple of he goes door to door and he's in a really, really well to do neighborhood in Dallas.
3: Yep. And I like the reactions. Here we go. We'll see if it works. You tell me if you think this translates to audio land. Let's see. How
7: you doing? Hi, sir. Um, I'm from the Beta O'Rourke campaign. And um, if you had a second, uh, I just want to talk all to I you know some you about the things. things. Pushing, uh, defunding the police. I see the police sign in your yard. Yeah. But you notice all they do all day long is kill black people.
0: Oh, the bullshit.
7: Sir, <laughs> please don't be racist. <laughs> Hi. Hi, how's it going, ma'am? Um, so...
3: With that shirt, I'm not even gonna talk
7: to you. Are you willing to protect our trans kids? I'm part of the beta work campaign. Okay, We're going door to door. Sorry, have a good day. No. Um, ma'am, do you support um taking in undocumented citizens into your home? Taking undocumented,
2: undocumented citizens. Undocumented citizens.
7: What do you mean? So, citizens from Mexico who are undocumented, would you be willing to take them into your home if um, that opportunity came up? Yes.
5: I'm not letting anybody come live with
7: me. Well, from the Democratic Party of Texas, that's one of the okay. things that we you highly support. You know what? Is taking Sometimes in undocumented citizens. That,
6: that,
7: Hi, how's it going, sir? I love yeah. the Ukraine flag.
0: Yeah, yeah.
7: Are you, are you familiar with Beta O'Rourke?
0: Yes, and I'm not You are? I'm not
7: interested. Uh, just a few questions. No, no, no. I love your flag, no. sir. I love it. <laughs> Hi, sir. I'm here from the Beto O'Rourke campaign. Are not you familiar a with Beto? Not So a I noticed that you a don't a have an LGBTQ fan. flag. You have to at least show your stance on LGBTQ, sir. <laughs> Hi, sir. Love your house. Um, so I'm here from the Beto O'Rourke campaign. We're going door to door, letting everybody know about how great Beto is and what he can do for Texas. First of all, sir, I noticed you have these flags over here.
4: No, no, no. I don't need
7: that. But you thank don't you have me. an LGBTQ okay. flag. Okay. You no, need to show flag. your stance. No, Where's no, your stance? Thank
6: you very much. Thank
7: you. Oh, sir, it's so thank sad you that you're back. homophobic. You. Oh, no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so sad. Just basically it. There's a bunch of them. It's funny. Nobody they showed on camera was a supporter.
4: Well, you know, this this door-to-door thing, and I'm really surprised the Texans were that polite, you know, because there is not a lot of wiggle room on on positions from conservatives in Texas. Uh, having lived there, I think I spent like 13 years in Texas. Uh, it, you're pretty entrenched when you've got an opinion. So that it's just brilliant. Well, doesn't he scream in the— Yeah, in the, I haven't. I, okay, I, that was classic, too. Here we go.
3: Oh, wait, so let me set it up. He's now in the Beto offices, okay? Okay. Talking to some, it looks like the, it looks like, because they all look the same. I'm sorry. One of the va- volunteer coordinators.
5: I can refer you. You guys
2: are You don't care about trans kids!
4: You don't care about trans kids.
3: Alabama just passed a bill making it illegal to transition a child.
4: Well, see, I think that's great. That seems to be uh, supporting the common sense that we don't let children make irreversible decisions about their health and welfare. It's until they hit their majority, until they become adults.
3: You know, what's crazy is that when Trump was elected, Everybody was screaming that he was going to do this to all of them. And it turns out in an ironic twist of fate, they've done it to themselves. It's, it's amazing
4: so how that works. So funny to me. <laughs> uh, I love all of this, where this is going. But we still have pockets of um, stupidity along the lines of the liberal wokeness. Uh, for example, did you uh, see anything that happened? I think it was Saturday night or Thursday night. Alan West. Who was in Buffalo, New York, to speak at a a, a young Americans for Liberty, one of YAF, whatever there, and um, Black Lives Matter decided to protest Alan West, who, if you don't know who Alan West is, he's a black man.
3: Yes, he is very he is very much a black man, yes,
4: and uh, there's there's no wiggle room. It's not like he is a a person who, as uh, people used to say, could pass. That's like the time the
3: Democrat was on David Webb's show and didn't realize he was an African-American.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Call. Uh, so this is so joyous. But these are people who can see Alan West. Oh, and you can see him and they're they are standing in the halls of this event by Y.A.F. And they don't want any of it. And they won't let his voice even be heard. And therein lies my argument with people. The answer is not to shut down speech; it's to open speech and have a have a dialogue. But Alan West had to get a police escort to get out of this. this goes on and on and on. these just people are never going to be happy. And they all have their phones up because they're going to try and capture a viral moment of themselves being woke, I guess. But uh, they, they did force Alan West to leave and uh, a, a black man was told that his that, voice didn't matter. Who are you snapping at? Are you ordering food? I have
3: this little thing that I fidget with when I sit and talk. That just happens to sometimes make a sound that's way too loud for my liking.
4: I thought you were snapping for food or no, something.
3: No, I wish I'm hungry.
4: <laughs> the I'm other the sick. other thing that'll make you maybe I have something that you would you lose your appetite when you hear it. Mm, um, it, it is um Jesse Smollett. Oh God, Did it, his new song. Yes, yes, he's on Dr. Phil today. By the way. Oh God. Yeah, he's on Dr. Phil today. I. Uh, see what is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, that's my Dr. Fool. <laughs> it's not too uh, bad. So uh, he, he, um, he wants you to know that he loves you.
7: He loves like you. Help you're not solving a crime. Taking out the elements of race and trans and homophobia that's straight taking lives. But turn around and act like I'm the one that killed the strides. Maybe we stick together. Maybe we read more of <laughs> these. Instead of saying it's above me now, brother, you sure? No. I can't be mad. Take my ego out. Some people searching for fame. Some people chasing that clout. Just remember this. This that situation. do think I'm stupid enough to keep on
2: reputation. Uh, you two look like a victim.
6: is like something fun. It's a long one. But I want to thank y'all. I know I still got you. It's for the people who kept
4: it real, kept it true. Like, let me now. I didn't watch Empire. Did you?
3: No, nobody watched Empire. Take his ego out is all about ego. That's all that matters to him.
4: But wasn't Empire about uh, like the music industry, the black and rap and hip hop music industry? I don't I don't have a clue. I think it was. I think it was because it was supposed to be like uh, inspired by Jay-Z and maybe even Beyonce in some points. And so it was like uh, a, a soap opera that revolved around. The music industry. He knows that's make believe, doesn't he? He knows that his role on the show, he isn't really a recording artist.
3: You know, I, I I foresee Jussie Smollett going down the same road as Michael Avenatti did, which is not a road you want to travel down.
4: You mean prison? Hopefully, prison. I
3: mean, enough is enough for Ruddy with this one. Like you, you literally set up a fake hate crime, inflamed. The entire country caused all kinds of issues. He should be held liable for all that stuff.
4: Well, he was, but they only made it hurt a little bit.
3: This is MAGA country, by the way. Chicago.
4: City. Chicago, the the city with the the black lesbian mayor.
3: Then again, we did have that journalism uh conference there and we were stunned at the response.
4: The one with Brian Stelter? Yeah. Yeah. They- do you want to play something from that? Is that what you're? You
3: no, think? I'm just saying we played it on Friday.
4: Yeah. And Apple bomb could, but it went through the weekend. I think
3: It, I didn't see any new clips from it.
4: No, they, it's the, 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 stupidity had already reached critical mass.
3: Oh, um, Mike, just real quick. Wednesday
4: yes, on this, the show. Yes.
3: I have this idea to do this, like in depth conversation about how the Ukraine war and all of the things that are trickling out from it actually all have to do with covering up United States corruption going back to 2015.
4: So it's the distraction idea. Yes. Which often, you know, hey, squirrel, look over there. Yeah. yeah I have it all laid out. I've
3: been working on it for weeks.
4: I'd love to hear that. All right. I'll because- tell
3: it like a story so it's not boring.
4: Well, it's, you're never boring. Stop.
3: I don't know about that. Yeah. (laughs) Some people say I'm boring.
4: (laughs) And give me their names and home phone numbers. I will call them. Speaking Uh, of
3: which, somebody somebody found somebody. I know who it is, by the way. So if you're listening to this, I know who you are. Put my phone number on all of these horrible text things where now I'm getting text messages all day long from random companies like wanting to sell me things.
4: Wasn't that lovely? Yeah.
3: Anyway, sorry.
4: Don't they think they're wonderful? Uh, We didn't get into it too much on Friday. I don't think the New Jersey wanting to teach uh, school kids about sex. uh, New Jersey passed. Yeah, we did that too. Yes. Okay. Um, Did you see the story out of London about the live theater show? No. It's a show at a theater in London. They want families to come it's called the family sex show
3: oh that sounds like a ball
4: doesn't that sound like something we would like to attend to and they make it sound so normal and this is part of the indoctrination process is the normalization of the perverse as we talked about minor attracted persons and if you listen to just a it's about 20 seconds 25 seconds of this lady who's doing an on, this is an online ad for the family sex show It just makes it sound so, I don't know, Sesame Street like.
6: Hello, my name is Ailey. I'm programming and engagement manager at Tobacco Factory Theatres. I am a white female with brown blonde hair and my pronouns are she, her. Family Sex Show is a fun and playful show for adults and children aged five and up. It offers an honest human sex education that is feminist, queer, non-binary, inclusive and sex positive. This show can allow audiences of all ages to feel confident about their bodies, their boundaries and their sexual health and we really hope to see you here
4: yes we do don't we how did we
3: get through all of human history without these things it's it's a it's a myth <laughs> I, I don't know how we made it so far Mike I, I really I mean if we did not have this now at this very critical juncture in human history
4: see I, I'm just amazed that anyone believes parents who created most children. Yes, there are children who are adopted, but there is a a giant, overwhelming majority of children who were created by an adult male putting uh, tab A into an adult female slot B and doing what comes naturally. And then we have babies. And then they raise those kids and teach them about life and humanity and generally about sexuality. But how the hell do we need the family sex show?
3: And all of the little segments that she, the population segments that she named off, why don't you just say it's for everyone?
4: Yeah, it's for everybody. It's not, but that, that's it. and, and it's like, hello. Okay, groomer. Yeah, it is. I and mean, we're supposed to say, okay, groomer. There there was more to this. Uh, there was, and the other thing that strikes me about this, the irony, did you catch the name of the theater?
3: No, I couldn't understand her.
4: It was the tobacco factory theater. Oh, great. So why isn't your theater canceled? Because it kills people. I, I,
3: this, the problem here is this, okay? It's like people getting used to paying $5 a gallon for gas, and then it goes down to three. Yes. And everyone's like, oh, thank God it's three. Thank God. And you're like, it was a dollar six months ago. What the hell is wrong with you? Like they bring you to the edge where you won't accept it. And then they step back a step or two. And then people are like, "Ooh, we dodged that bullet. But you're still two steps ahead of where you were when you started.
4: Yeah, they're trying to do they're going to try and do that ahead of the midterms. They, they're going to try and normalize uh, the high price and say that we saved you all this money.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The same way he introduced the really expensive, but 13 cents cheaper hot dogs on the 4th of July last year.
4: No, I want a hot dog. I shouldn't eat them. They're full of salt and nitrate. I know.
3: I can never have another hot dog again.
4: And they're, nothing is like the dirty water dogs on the streets of New York People
3: City. People try they to. They can't. N- no. If you, no. Mm-mm.
4: They say- I do have some hope, though. I do have some hope for you. I think even though we talk about how the Democrats are going to normalize the high prices so that when it drops 10%, they can say, see, we saved you 10%. Um Some of the Democrats are not playing that game, like Al Sharpton, the charlatan, was on the MSNBC, and uh, even he seems to admit the Democrats are screwing up.
1: Just yes, yeah. Remember that all of this happened while the Democrats were in power. You
2: told us to uh, put you in power. We put you in power. And now I can't afford that. the life I'm living. You've got to tell me how you're going to deal with that. Cause I put you in power there to Jeff, understand me, over- not to preach to me.
3: The, so, prob- the problem that I, I, it's not even his message. Great. Wonderful. Put you in power.
4: Yeah. That's the problem. That's how they look at it. They don't look at his service. They tell everybody they're in public service, but they look at it as a power.
3: Yeah, it's supposed to be they're working for you, douchebag.
4: That's the most accurate. I won't use the REV term with him. No, Mm -hmm. I will never give him that credit after living and working in New York City through the Tawana Brawley stuff. Oh, that
3: was terrible.
4: And everything else he and, you know, he's the guy who publicly at a at a rally uh, called the Greeks, and excuse me for using this term, any offendednesses, homos, and never ever was punished for it. He came out and said, "We were, we were doing this before the Greeks were doing. They were in caves before those homos did anything." I have the audio if anybody wants to hear it. I don't think anybody does, but uh, anyway, I, I have um. I have some Kamala because I know we're near on the finish line here. You, you've you missed Kamala, haven't you? I,
3: I've missed her. Kakala, so.
4: <laughs> Cackle, The cackler. She's the new Batman villainous. Uh, hey. Kamala was making appearances on radio. Just uh, they're, they're fanning out. They, the administration, the cabinets, are fanning out all across the country and making appearances on influential radio stations, usually deep in the demo, like... Um, Charlemagne the God show, et cetera. And Kamala was on one such uh, show recently, and the question came up about Pell Grants. And we only seem to hear about Pell Grants when it's an election year. At least that's my experience. And so the question was about Pell Grants, and you have to hear how she handled this.
2: Pell Grants have been increased? Yeah, Pell Grants, have have you increased Pell Grants?
7: Um, We have... It definitely extended the, and it's something that I think we need to keep doing, the the awareness about what we have to do on Pell Grants, and I can follow up with you on specifically what we've been doing, but um, I can tell you that when I was in the Senate, I was definitely working on the Pell Grant issue because it it can't be what it was when I was at Howard. (laughs) Do you think
4: she has any idea what a Pell Grant is?
3: No. And and is is this when I'm supposed to do this clip?
4: Yes.
3: I don't want God to have any mercy on her. I I do. I I don't don't have anything.
4: Okay, I'm good with that. I'm good with that.
3: There are a myriad of Kamala impersonators popping up because her voice is so condescending and you really don't have to say anything to do the impression.
4: Well, yeah, you say nothing.
3: You just say, okay.
4: And you cackle. Now, they did the cold open of Saturday Night Live this week honoring Katenji Brown Jackson and her passing through the confirmation process to eventually become a justice on the Supreme Court. And it was the least funny thing I've seen there in a long, long time.
3: That's saying something.
4: Yeah, it really was. And I just wonder who's watching other than people like me to try and keep an eye on it. I, I, I'm just absolutely stunned by how unfunny it is. What was it? Um, They had... Katenji Brown Jackson in the White House, they had their um, uh, Joe Biden impersonator there and he's like, oh, I'm going to leave. Uh, and then she's sitting in the White House or standing around saying the history in this room, I can feel the history. And all of a sudden, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's ghost shows up oh, gosh. to give her advice. You know, well, Kate she, Cannon. And I, th- then-
3: I think even Ruth Bader Ginsburg would have disapproved of her.
4: Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But then uh, Ginsburg leaves and in comes the ghost of Jackie Robinson. Uh, And and then in comes the ghost of, I have to think, the two other influential ghosts that came in. So we ended up with uh, four black people, which is fine, but they're not really representing what the accomplishments of these people were all about. And they're just trying to make this a virtue signaling, saying... We're honored for the appointment of and the approval of Katenji Brown Jackson. Not a dumb lady, just differs politically than I. But she also was chosen based on her gender and skin color. And I, I would like to ask Joe Biden, if I've ever given the opportunity to ask him a question, if she can't define what a woman is, however, did you pick her based on being a woman? You know,
3: what's funny. We'll end with this clip from Joy Reid. Joy Reid said this.
2: I'm just going to say this, if y'all don't mind. I am so sick of right wing men coming into my mentions and asking me stupid basic biology questions like, what is a woman? And are babies valuable? I have given birth to not one, not two, but three full humans and raised them with the help of my husband. I am a mother, but I'm not your mother. If you need answers to basic biological questions, you need to Google it or ask your mama.
3: Um, but, la- lady, have you
4: lost the script? Yeah, you're supposed to ask basic biological questions of the government. Only biologists, Mike, uh, and the and government biologists too. I hate to delay the exit, but we can't get out of here without playing the gaffe de jour. From Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Hit it. This happened at the Katinji Brown-Jackson White House celebration
1: on Friday. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in foot him for uh, foot. foot. <laughs> you probably
4: missed that. What Let's he hear it once more.
1: Joe? America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in foot him uh, foot, foot, what just f- my favorite. What the? F- what the? F-
4: <laughs> uh, oh, you didn't get the word? What's
3: Come the on. word supposed to be?
4: Here it is.
1: I was going to put him in uh, foot. foot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I feel, you know what? I am, I don't know what this means, but like watching him at the anniversary of the Obamacare thing, just standing there, like meekish, sheepishly, with nobody giving a rat's ass that he, the president of the United States, was even in the room, just lost that look in his eye, like slightly crooked forwards with his hands in an awkward position, not knowing exactly where he is or what to do. I felt pity for that man.
4: Yeah, you felt pity. And the rest of the world, especially those on the enemy side of the aisle, were looking at it and laughing their cojones off and they they just you know they they probably they too probably define america just like joe I was to foot him uh, foot, foot
3: what was he even trying to start saying i
4: don't know
3: foot the foot a
4: what the let me tell you something Ossifer. i have not been drinking any fucking fear
3: that was not that was not even Pelosi, we can't even blame alcoholism.
4: no, we can't. we can't. it's just that's a that's a brain fart. that's the the legal definition. I was going put him yeah, easy for you to say.
3: Wednesday, Mike, we'll do the deep dive on Ukraine stuff. I also think I might have a few really interesting guests down the pike where we're starting to talk with um, one of the lead plaintiffs in the lawsuit against the um from the uh, pilots about dropping the mask mandate on the plane.
4: So they're not going to drop the mask mandate, are they?
3: They're suing. I mean, they started suing a little while ago, but they're still suing to make sure that that's a thing that happens and is permanent. And they have a whole bunch of science and we're writing a column on it. And the lead lead plaintiff, I'm sure, will join us on the podcast at some point.
4: Oh, good, because I just want to remind everybody the mask mandates on planes are still in place, but Title 42, if it goes away, was meant to protect the border from people swarming in who have the COVID. So, yeah. It's the planes. You got to mask up the border. Just don't mask anything. Just open. Just put a ramp. Why, you, uh, why don't we fill the Rio Grande with cement so people can just walk across?
3: <laughs> they probably would do that. You have been listening to the Dark Delight podcast
1: with... I was to foot him. Uh, foot, foot. And...
3: Beep. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern on T- TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. We'll be back here on Wednesday.
4: osmosis amoebas.
0: <laughs> this is a Rock Stops here with Rock Riley Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Oh, got a top. Now, it's not long. I don't know, five, six, seven minutes or whatever. Uh, He was very, very busy. He just signed a new deal. I'm talking about the NFL insider, Adam Schefter, ESPN. One of the biggest names in all of sports broadcasting. He has been covering the NFL for 30 years. I talk with him at the NFL annual meetings in Palm Beach, Florida at the beautiful Breakers Hotel. This guy is so busy. Now, he tried to downplay it. A lot of people in the country work hard. Yes, that's true. But he's been doing this for over 30 years. I'm just thankful for the for the couple of minutes that I got with him. So without further ado, on The Rock Stops here, the biggest guest. He just signed a new $10 million extension to stay doing what he's doing at the top of the ESPN. The one, the only, Adam Schefter. The Rock Stops here with longtime radio and TV personality. Rock Riley is found anywhere you find podcasts and radioinfluence.com.